Thanks, Christopher Laud. Question for you, JMRs. I'm part German. Okay, same. If USA plays Germany, and I also like Franz Wagner, because mm-hmm. I was in the Bay Area and I was telling people on the radio, I said, oh, they should draft, where should draft him instead of Kuminga? Hey. A lot of people said, You're, well, you don't know anything. And Franz Wagner's really good. If and Kaminga's kind of not. He's not yet. He's <laughs> my wife's favorite player, so i got to be careful what I say. Ooh. But if USA plays Germany, and if if I root for Germany, am I a bad person? Yeah. Really? Yes. I didn't say I was going to. I just asked the question. Yeah. Why? It's Germany. Like, there's so many other teams to root for. <laughs> there aren't that many left. I know, no, but like... Who would he root for? Oh, you could root for any... Like, you're not just all German. What else are you mixed with? Um, Slov- Slovakian? We'll just say it's Slovenian and root for them. <laughs> They're different countries. I know that, but the, no, most people don't. That would be worse. Yeah, I, part Irish, and I don't think they're doing real well in the FIFA World Cup Listen, of basketball. The, the, the Dublin Pro League is just not what it used to be, okay? And uh, Sweden also is not. As really someone well. that has to root for teams when the U.S. doesn't advance far in the World Cup, I will allow it. Thank you, Your Honor. Yeah, I should have asked him. Okay, but they're playing the U.S. in the World Cup. And that will be, wow, that's one of those games where the loser's out, huh? Yeah, no, this is a this is semis. Yeah, no. But it may not even. Well, loser goes on to play for the uh, the great bronze medal. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, Germany may not even win because Germany is it Germany Latvia? Is that what we said? I think yes. so. Yeah. So okay. we still have um, Halliburton, former King, still playing Halliburton and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, right? Yes. And Luca, kind of. Well, <laughs> nice try. Still, in some fans' minds, could have been a king. Yeah, thank God. I think that was one of the beautiful things about last year's. Maybe that's true, but it didn't matter, right? Is it like last year was like the first sign that people were over to, were able to get over that pick? Unless you're Chris, who from the beginning knew it was bad because Luke was fat. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I think most fans finally had like an XL. It's like, oh, we're better than the Mavericks. You know, the- hey, you know what? Vladdy might have been right with the whole mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, the judge and I kind of share. I, you know, I don't go for the body shaming. Of course, of course the judge and you share. I, we're not a big fan of the, you know, body shaming. But I'm, I'm not a Luca guy. No, no. Okay, but does the? Um, I know we're not body shaming, but does the perhaps lack of keeping body to NBA star levels play into that at all? Well, it wouldn't if it wasn't for the fact that after they lost to the Warriors, his coach was saying, you "See that? I mean, their guy keeps in shape." So if the coach is mentioning it. Then yeah, it's uh, it's something that causes you to wonder. Luca, also I... his pouting doesn't help as well. <laughs> yeah, That's he is a powder. True. Oh yeah, and there's something about he him... asked a referee once, "Why do you hate me?" <laughs> Can you imagine if we asked the judge that in Factor Fantasy? Why do you hate me? He'd throw us right out. And I'm just I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I was getting close to asking that there towards the end. <laughs> I felt hated. You when... know, you won the last time. Yeah, but not this time. And when Luca asked that female referee, and I forget what her name is, I apologize. Did you see that foul? She goes, what foul? When I fell in love with you, he uh, yeah. should have been ejected. Ejected, yeah. No, I agree. That was she's bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you got to, hey, mm-hmm. go on. Yeah. Unprofessional, <laughs> un- uh, unsportsmanlike conduct right yeah. then and there. Right. Yeah. I'm not a Luca guy either. Do you, um, Carmichael Dave has labeled him this. I'll see if you buy this. Is he Euro James Harden? I'm reluctant to agree with anything Dave says about okay. basketball, but I think that's right on the money. I know. It's like that's exactly I, I, what he is. Yeah. He's not as toxic as Harden yet. 
yet. Because I think James Harden is like right up there, like top tier toxic. Mm-hmm. But but I don't think Luca is going to be too far behind him in the next few years. The only years. thing, though, when I talked to uh, Jerry Reynolds and Jerry says, I think he said something like, Luca's about the closest guy he's seen to Oscar Robertson in a long time. And then Oof. I have to go, Wow, he kind of knows what he's talking about. Well, so. he means basketballically speaking, right? Not basketballically. Yeah, 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 great no. word. <laughs> basketball, amazing great word. word. Yeah, basketballically speaking, I get it, but attitude and just overall demeanor as a human being, I think he's pretty far from Oscar Robertson. If you ever do a podcast, please call it basketballically speaking. Oh, yes, and I will. Basketballically. Basketballically speaking. Yes, please. Uh, We're brought to you by Flying U Rodeo, providing quality family entertainment for more than 60 years. What is this blasphemy? NFL rankings of quarterbacks from The Ringer. I know we touched on this earlier, but we need to take another look at the fact that in The Ringer's quarterback rankings, Brock Purdy, quarterback of the 49ers, is ranked number 32. Ahead of only Sam Howell and Joshua Dobbs. By the way, I think Commander Fan would throw a fit at Purdy being ranked above Howell. Like Commander Fan is really in on Sam. We Howell have this a year. Commander Fan quite often in the chat. I think. Yeah, no, he's Charlie? got. He, yeah, no, he's got. He got that, mad at me for saying Purdy would be better than Howell this year. Like Charlie, Charlie is a big Sam Howell guy. Here's the craziest part about that, though. What what is it that he's ranked 32, or that? I believe it's 21 spots higher than him is Tom Brady. <laughs> right. Who's well, not playing this year. And I'm a Jimmy guy for the most part, but Jimmy Yo. Garoppolo is 22. How is Jimmy that far ahead of Brock Purdy? I mean, if you're going to say, you know what? And I think this is what um, everyone in the athletic, you know, the athletic, they have their quarterback tiers and they talk to people who do this for a living. And for the most part, the consensus was, Brock Purdy played well last year, but we haven't seen enough. I mean, that's hard to argue with. If yeah, you're going to say that, you... okay. But if you're just going to list him behind all the C.J. Stroud, we, f- he hasn't done anything. I feel like, did he get five starts at the end of the season plus two starts and the Eagles game, if you want to count that? I feel like that's a pretty decent sample size. And again, had the Niners sucked and they just threw him out there and he did well, you know, I would get that argument. But when you go in and you win two playoff games... And you didn't lose in the games you started in the regular season on a good team. I, I feel like that's a lot bigger of a sample size than people are giving him credit for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that's the part I have trouble with, with the whole, well, we haven't seen him do it argument yet. No, you, you've seen a pretty decent, again, winning two playoff games. That, that to me, like, it doubles up what he did in the regular season. I don't really buy the we haven't seen it yet argument. I, I, I just don't think that. I think that's a lazy argument at this point. I think it's lazy because all it's doing is just playing into the idea that this guy was the last pick of the draft. And I, and I will say this until I am blue in the face. If he was a third-round pick and did that last year, we would magically have seen enough for him to be the starter. Have you heard the story, and I can't remember now where I read this, Kyle Shanahan talking about the Seattle game last year up there and how he learned then that was when he felt like, okay, this is our guy. Yeah, the ribs, right? Yeah, because right before the game started, Brock Purdy couldn't throw. He was not able to throw because he had broken ribs, Mm -hmm. which he'd broken against Tampa Bay and didn't even know he did it until um, after the game. So he's like, he couldn't go. He couldn't throw. Kyle Shanahan literally was changing his plays for Josh Johnson. Because, you know, they script the first 15 yes. plays. Uh, so he was changing them up. And Brian Greasy, who has been through that type of thing, he told Shanahan, 
let's give him another shot. He says he might want to be able to give it a shot. And Kyle's like, we can't. But Greasy said, no, give him another shot. And so Brock Purdy goes out there and he starts, I guess he took a shot, you Mm -hmm. know, pain shot, and he was able to throw a little bit. So he started the game when they didn't know, they literally didn't know if he could play. Then he had that key first down where he has to run, slide and pick up the first down. And Shanahan's story is at that point, we felt like, okay, this is a guy we can trust because he had every reason not to play. And so two things that also add context to that. That's in Seattle in a game where you're looking to clinch the division. He did that in, again, one of the hardest places to play in the NFL with broken ribs to clinch a division. That already should show you, tell you a lot. I can't imagine how hard it is to be a quarterback and do the silent count. Oh, my gosh. Or a lineman. Yeah. Especially a lineman. No, it's so difficult. And then when you get that, and remember, this is coming off of a team that's dealt with Jimmy Garoppolo injuries, you know, and and Jimmy. And I don't, I'm not saying Jimmy's not tough. Jimmy did play through some stuff as well. But that got to, that had to seep in as well. It's like, all right, even if this guy's hurt, we can rely on him. That was the thing with Jimmy that a lot of people didn't really talk about. It was very unreliable when it came to injuries. He just always got hurt. I think that's the number one reason Shanahan decided we can't we can't trust him. It just happens too often. Yeah, he get- uh, it wasn't the ball that ball security was an issue, but I think ultimately it came down to that. It's like the guy gets hurt too much, right? And he did. He got hurt a lot. I mean, he missed large chunks of seasons. He, to his and- credit, would play through those injuries when he could, but still. Right. He was just uh, unavailable for too often. And then you factor in, listen, I thought, and Jimmy, I thought, actually played well last year. I thought that was one of his better stents with the 49ers was last year. I thought Brock Purdy played better. And so now I got this kid who's playing better that, oh, cost us nothing. Brock Purdy's not even making a million dollars this year to be a starting quarterback in the NFL on a team with Super Bowl contention. And now it's like you got probably, especially with John Lynch, all these thoughts going through my head like, God, if the quarterback position is one of the least paid positions on our team, look what else we can do. What kind of a roster can we build out if we got a starting caliber caliber quarterback at next to nothing? However, as you know, because you were sitting here talking to Chris Biederman as I was, uh, Candlestick Chronicles' Chris Biederman today, and he says one of the things that goes into figuring out how much to give Bosa is that at some point you do have to pay if things continue to go as well as you hope they do, Brock Purdy a lot of money. Not yet, but that bill is coming. Or do you? Or, or, just throwing this out there. He's the real deal. Your coach already declared him the real deal. I'm not saying he's not. But I also know my head coach and my GM, kind of in the same way, are very arrogant when it comes to the quarterback position. Does it go to the fact that they're going to look at Brock Purdy and be like, hey, you're doing all of this because of us? Kyle Shanahan really believes in what he does. And you know what? I can go find another quarterback in the draft, which we already know that was a thought process with Trey Lance and the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing, right? You think that Brock is going to get sanitized, where at some point he'll make a mistake, and then Kyle will, oh, he's another one of those guys. I'm not even saying that. Now i got to find another one. I'm not even saying that. Or are the 49ers, and again, I know it sounds crazy, but the way Kyle believes in what he does, are they going to treat the quarterback position a la the running back position? Let's just find a new one in the draft every few years so we can so. keep costs down? I don't think so. Based on what he said, I think he's been looking for the guy. I don't think and he's been thinking these are interchangeable parts. Uh, he talked about how in the loss to the Falcons in the Super Bowl, excuse me, the loss to the Patriots, he was uh, offensive coordinator for the Falcons. He said he learned then the importance of having a guy at quarterback. 
wow, that's shade at Matt Ryan. That's what I thought. <laughs> I Matt Ryan's a former MVP. That's, that's kind of what I, I didn't thought. think Matt Ryan sucked. So I think if Brock Purdy plays well, I don't think I don't think Kyle will want to move off of him. And if Kyle doesn't want to move off of him, then they ain't moving off of him because Kyle's true. still the one calling the shots. Yeah, although you could argue that um, he wasn't the one calling the shots when they drafted Trey Lance. So maybe is this is this Kyle proving himself? Letting them know, the front office, like, dude, when I say this is the quarterback for my system, believe me. I think what <laughs> happened there is that he didn't. He initially wanted Mac Jones. Somebody, some people talked him into, hey, you got to, come on. Kyle, you got to look at this guy, Trey Lance. And I think somebody talked uh, Kyle Shanahan into that. And Seriously, I, I, but I also will give him credit because at no point has he ever indicated, well, he was never my guy. He's owned up to that. But I think you're right. I think he got talked into it, and I think after a while he realized, yeah, I never should have picked that guy. Right. But I, that's, if Kyle didn't want to pick him, they weren't going to pick him. And if Kyle is the one responsible for Purdy, oh, my gosh, then he'll never listen to anybody else again when it comes to picking <laughs> a quarterback, true. right? <laughs> that's true. Coming up next, 49er defenders brace for GWB. Games without Bosa. Oh. Ah. I thought that was uh, – thought that was Trubisky's nickname. GWP? No. Blah. Oh, yeah, no. It's also well, Trubis- games without Boska and Trubisky, kind of the same thing, right? Right, sure. <laughs> Whitey and Watkins here. J-Mars in today. Sackdown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. And don't worry about Chris Watkins. He'll be along at 2 today. And it is Sharp and Watkins. Or is it Watkins and Sharp? Sharp and Waddy. Uh, that's Waddy what and I've Sharp? been trying to call it, but no. that's not. It's not catching on. Sharpie and Waddy? No, it's not. <laughs> not working. Okay. What do you got? What a wet blanket this guy is. <laughs> what do you got for me from the great Kendrick Perkins? Uh, noted Kings fan, Kendrick Perkins. Big believer in the Sacramento Kings last year. He's put out his five biggest stars in FIBA right now. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing, but I have it's a, question. a thing. What yep. is the purpose of that? Um, they need content. What? They being ESPN. <laughs> can anybody just look at the rosters and do that for themselves? Or can they? Can I give you his top five? Uh, okay. Uh, number one, Anthony Edwards. Biggest star in FIBA right now is Anthony Edwards. Okay. Number two, Luka Doncic. I feel like those two should be flipped, but that's I just I don't me. like Luka, but I agree with you. Number three, this is where things get fun. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. <laughs> All right. Uh, biggest star in FIBA, the third biggest star in FIBA right now is Rondé Hollis I, Jefferson. I think he's the best player on Jordan. Okay, <laughs> that's a fair statement. Uh, number four, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'll buy that for the for the for the Canucks. Uh huh. Number five, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> okay. For your Germany. Uh, I'm sure somebody told Big Perk, "Hey, we need this list and put something in there to get people agitated." Right. Right. Isn't I that- feel like. Austin Reeves is a bigger star than Rondé Ellis Jefferson. Austin Reeves is, um, he's a nauseatingly big star. Yeah. Are you over Austin Reeves? Like the whole Austin Reeves? Not him, but just, no, just the, the, yeah, all the mania. Yeah. Just think of, I don't know what he wants to do, but I was thinking if he ever wanted to be um, an analyst when he's done playing, he could write his own ticket, right? Yes. He's Austin Reeves. Yes. And I always say this, if Austin Reeves is not a Laker and doesn't have LeBron constantly posting about him. He's just like, he's a guy, a good, solid role player. Like if he's in Washington, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Austin Reeves is pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. But, like, he's an actual star because of the Laker-LeBron aura. Yeah. I mean, I give him credit, and I admire the fact that he's become what he's like, become from where he started, but a lot of that is, has to do with the Laker mania, and that's, dude, that's the part that makes me queasy. You know who was a, that, that same player when he was a Laker? And he's gone on to actually, I think, be better since leaving the Lakers, but you don't hear about him the same way now, is Alex Caruso. Hmm. Caruso has the same... Thing when Caruso was a Laker, he was a household name. I think he's been a better player in Chicago, but we don't talk about him as much anymore. I remember seeing him probably here at, in summer league. It's like, well, that poor guy, he's never going to be in the NBA. And yeah, yeah, he's in the NBA. He's like really that's good a, defender. You talked about you know the Kings finding guys to defend. I would have loved Alex Caruso, Sacramento King. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I like uh, I like Austin Reeves, but I just don't like all the surrounding hoopla. You don't like superstar Austin Reeves. I have Austin Reeves fatigue, and it's not really his fault, but I got it. Yeah, I think everybody does, except Laker fans. He's the new god there. And I do like him and Halliburton together. I got to admit, I like watching those guys play off the bench for Team USA, except when they are playing Germany. Yes, your squad. <laughs> I never said that I was rooting for Germany. Um... I asked... I asked a theoretical question. Your theoretical question had implications that you wanted to bust out that um, Dirk Nowitzki German national team jersey okay. sitting in your... I, I, will, I will say this. Yes. You hmm. you can't root for... Hmm. I'm trying to think of how to word this. It's okay to be neutral during that game, and you could go 100% full board for Germany if they beat USA. Okay, but I can't be 100% full board Germany during the USA. You have to, you have to be neutral. Okay. You can actually just cheer on every good play. <laughs> you hope both teams try hard and have fun. Have you ever watched a game where you wanted to root for one team or you thought you're rooting for one team and then you find kind of like, hey, I'm actually rooting for the other team? Yeah. Ever, yes. Is yes. that weird how that happens? Yeah. yeah, that happened quite a bit actually last year in the Warriors-Lakers series. <laughs> like it was really hard to find one to root for, and I found myself rooting for one. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Huh. This is gross. Yeah. <laughs> you realize I, I wanted that shot to go in. Yes. Why I want that. Here's what the 49ers want. They want uh, management and Nick Bosa to figure this thing out. But they realize that it may not happen in time for Sunday's game against the Steelers. Talanoa Hufunga acknowledging the team is better off with Bosa, but he says he's not here. So, quote, for us, we just got to play with who we got. We would love to have Bosa. I think that's a no-brainer. Best defensive player in the NFL. It shows for us we've just got to prepare as if he's not going to be here. That's an upper echelon question. That's a front office question. And so for me, I don't know if I can answer anything else on that. But once he's here, we'd love to have him. So it's gotten to that point. By the way, great answer. Great answer to a tough question. Um, yeah, you're significantly not you're significantly worse without Bosa. Fact, right? Yeah. But so what's the option in between then? Do you start Cleveland Farrell, who was a bust out of Las Vegas? Uh, I think we know Drake Jackson's going to definitely be on the left side. Here's another thing I thought. I wonder if they'll try this. There's been talk that Javon Kinlaw has looked way better in training camp and that, you know, they want to get him some reps this year. He's finally healthy. It, it, let's say Bosa doesn't play in week one. Do you start Kinlaw and move Armstead back to defensive end where they had him playing for a little bit? <laughs> Over a guy like Cleland Farrell. I would consider that, but I don't think they'd do that. You think they start Farrell? Yeah. I mean, you know, Drake Boy. Jackson's the one they want to be a star, but he hasn't 
He's he's had some moments in training camp, which, as we always know, translates at the um, you know full always. game. Always translates. Yeah, I think Drake Jackson has the potential. I think I mean, he your guy. He had a good camp to get to the point where he's actually on the team here. Yeah, I mean, there was the moment where he actually almost re-injured Brock Purdy, but when mm-hmm. he got over that, I thought when that happened, I'm like, oh, he's done. Oh, me too. I'm like, oh, he's gone. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. So, I, ugh, yucks. Nah, it's just such a different because, especially with Bosa, obviously the big thing is get pressure on the quarterback, although uh, when we had Chris Biederman on, which you can find at SacktownSports.com, mm-hmm. he had mentioned just how great he is when it comes to stopping the rush. The thing about setting the edge, yeah, yeah setting the edge, you know, that. doesn't get credit for that. And he knows that and they all know that. So why isn't he signed? He knows it. His agent knows it. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think Bosa should feel in any way. And obviously he doesn't. I don't think he should say, well, you know, for the good of the team, I'll take less. Right. It's football. Are you definitely I mean, one of those get your money type guys? <laughs> well, I agree with you sport. in the NFL. Yes. when You know, you're not playing for guaranteed money all the time. Get as much of it as you can. You're be selfish. Snap off the next game. Be selfish. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% when it comes to football, be a selfish guy. And I think that's the route he's taking. And it's the correct one. Yep. And I think he's been advised to take that. Let's also, he has a brother who's been through contract negotiations before. Don't think he hasn't relied on Joey Bosa to kind of help guide him through this along with his agent. And yeah, and you, you know, you brought it up and Chris had brought it up. The guaranteed money is what is holding this up. And he probably wants a lot of it up front. And it's going to be interesting to see when this, I think eventually something happens, right? I don't think this whole thing falls through. Eventually somebody caves. And I think that somebody's the 49ers. The way this contract is going to be structured is going to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we now know a little bit about the amount that separates them, supposedly, we're getting a little bit from Ian Rappaport. That suggests that, okay, now some information is being leaked, presumably from Bosa's camp. It just suggests that people are getting, um, if not frustrated, getting to the point where now they, they now feel like, okay, we got to get this moving. So it's a true stalemate. It would appear to be a true – it's not like, oh, we'll get there. And that's kind of the way the 49ers were framing it. Right. We're figuring out. We'll get there. We're working around the clock to bridge this difference. Uh, it doesn't look like they're making much progress on that bridge. And that's the thing with that bridge. It's like it's a pretty obvious bridge in how to build it. What like what hard work are you doing when it's really just, oh, dude, lay, lay it down and give the guy the money? Mm-hmm. Like, that that's the bridge, right? There's no real incentive base. Like, they can't throw in Taylor Swift tickets uh, <laughs> at the Levi Stadium the next time she's there as an incentive, right? It, it's literally money, guarantee it, pay the guy. That's the only bridge, Whitey, and they're going to have to cross it at some point. Yep. The 49ers are going to have to give him his money. They have no leverage. <laughs> I agree. Um, and if that's the case, and I certainly looks that way, then they should have already done that. They yeah, should, that's all, the, should have already that's taken That's the crazy of. thing to me, as I feel like they're going to cave, and it's like, you could have caved a month ago, and this would all be gone. So you've basically dragged this out, and by dragging it out, you've hurt your team, right? Mm-hmm. Not having him in camp, not having him preseason. You'd much rather have that happen only to probably cave here sometime this week. It's just a masterclass of how not to negotiate with a star player. It's organizational arrogance. Yes. And it could bite them again. Coming up next as a public service. Actually, could use your help on this, too. You ever watch football at home? Yeah. I've yeah, done it a couple yeah, times. Yeah. Okay. You know how when you go to a swimming pool, there's rules there? Mm-hmm. We need to establish some of those. I like to do this every year for watching football at your house. Oh. And I've always wanted to assemble an actual board that you can take and put up in your house. 
uh, rules that those watching football in your house must obey. We'll put that list together next year. Whitey and Watkins with Jay Mars today, Sackdown Sports. Unfortunate NBA news. The Kings may actually benefit from this, but it's still unfortunate news, obviously. Trey Murphy III suffered a left knee meniscus injury today. Further testing will determine whether he's going to need surgery. Are the... Are we are we at a point, especially because they're in New Orleans, so voodoo? Are the Pelicans cursed, man? Hmm. I mean, he was. I'm not willing to go that far yet. Really good last year. But I think the skeleton key actually takes place in New Orleans. There you go. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, Murphy, you know, uh, last year improved a lot. Uh, Injured the knee in a workout at the team's practice facility. Yeah. uh, Further evaluation will determine the recovery route. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. Uh, Trey Murphy the third Pelicans injured today, unfortunate. Yeah, and dare I say, and I don't not trying to be funny here. It won't be the only knee injury to a significant Pelican we probably talk about this year. Mm. Yeah, he averaged fourteen and a half points last year. And he I know he's really good. He was one of the bright spots on a team that boy did they start out hot last year, right? Like mm-hmm. they started out so good. Then Zion went down, and it just seems like. When David Griffin took the helm there and he traded Anthony Davis for that haul from the Lakers, he drafted Zion. I mean, we were just praising David Griffin. Has not worked out. (laughs) No. Well, but they're still, I think they're still in good shape. I mean, obviously his injury would hurt them if it's anything long term. I think they've done a good job. Uh, Just the Zion thing is such a question mark hanging over their heads. And now Ingram, I don't know, Ingram has really played badly at the World Cup. He's pouting. (laughs) <laughs> it's playing badly, and he's also pouting about not getting playing time. I don't even think he appeared today, and that was a blowout against Italy. I think he he's found himself at the end of Steve Kerr's bench there. The C.J. McCollum trade really worked out for them. Yeah, super good trade. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, the team just feels kind of cursed. Hmm. They're a good team. They're still scary, but I'm more scared of the Thunder. Oh, my gosh. Especially because you're looking. SGA is going to probably take – I imagine he's going to take another leap. A guy that was first-team All-NBA. I really like Josh Giddey's Josh game. Giddey, yeah. And then, yeah, and then uh, who's the other one? Is Jalen Smith that, you know, is really good. And then if Chet Holmgren is just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. lives up to any sort of the hype and can give you 65-plus games, yeah, that's the team I would be most scared of in the mm-hmm. at the bottom end of the Western Conference. And he's not as talented, but uh, Lou Dort, to me, is a guy like, he, he just wouldn't be fun to play against. No. He'd push you around and just be, give you the a hell of a like, defender. Had, yeah. Yeah, he's really hard to play against. He's not that good, but I don't know. I don't like playing against him. He's not that good, but he's that guy that every single fan base would want on their roster, yep. right? Everybody would want Lou Dort on their team. Lou against Dort. Yeah, it's like, what? What'd you First say? First time I ever saw his it, name. I thought it was Lugnuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lugnuts, Dort, who's this? But never mind that, because it's uh, almost NFL football season. So, what are some rules we could put in place here? Again, my dream is always to put together a board that can we can make available to people. You can post it wherever you watch your game. Uh, so that, you can, that people come in and they, you know, like say, hey, what's the score? And you can just point like you're not allowed to ask the score, right. whatever it is. Is that so this is for anybody coming into your home? This you is- post these so that like at the pool, pool rules. OK, you're in. You want to watch game here in my man cave or our house. And you must observe these rules. And family has to also observe. Of these. Course. OK, yes. So if like your wife walks in and breaks the rule. She can't break the rule, right? Okay. I just want to make sure. I got you. Yeah. Okay. That that's yes. That's, okay. I like this. Uh-huh. I like this a lot. Give me um, your first rule. Well, I think you'd have to start with um, 
who's playing is an obvious one. Like, who's playing? You don't get to ask who's playing. Yeah, that's a that that is it's a, right. If you just if you don't know, first of all, you should know. Second of all, you look, it's right there on the scoreboard. Yeah, it's pretty easy to determine that. Also, you could look it up before you go to someone's house, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going over to Whitey's house today. Oh, oh, this game's on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I already kind of know going in. I'm gonna be yeah. a good. I'm gonna be a good house guest, right? Uh, one for me. Do not wear the opposing team. All right. You can wear your favorite team as long as they're not playing my team at that moment. Yeah, and you would need some kind of waiver. Correct. Like if you were coming to my house and you're a, obviously you're a Patriots fan. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see. How dare you? Hi, yeah. You got one. If Congratulations. You, want, you could only wear the Patriots gear if I said, yeah, if I signed off on right. it. Right. Or mine was just the whole thing like, so for instance, I'm a Niners fan, right? Uh-huh. And they're playing the Steelers this Sunday. You, There is no circumstance that you can wear a Steelers anything in my uh-huh. house during that day. You want to come in and wear your Raiders jersey because that's your team? Sure, that doesn't bother me too much. But yet you do not come in wearing the opposing team that week. That's just no I've got a good, I think this is a really good one. And if we'll see how you feel about it. That'll either confirm or uh, show that, no, I'm wrong. But before I mention that, uh, 339-1140, if you want to text us or on the uh, YouTube chat, if you have any ideas for this, this may be more than a one-day project. But here's, anyway, here's the rule I'm thinking of. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Yes, 100%. Okay, so you may not comment on, oh, I'm playing against him. Or, oh, that's good for me. No. I don't want to be watching the Niners game, and then out of the corner of the room, I hear, oh, man, so-and-so's going off for me today. You know, I picked him in the fourth round, and there was a lot of people that didn't think that was a good right. pick. That's and they thought I reached yeah, you're, Get it's out like, of here. We have the rule here. I'm sorry. And it's not me. I'm not doing it. You're the one that did it. You violated the rule. Right. So, goodbye. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. It should just, <laughs> and that should be how you list it. Nobody, in all caps, uh-huh. cares about your fantasy team. Especially if it's like your team, somebody scores, you know, a touchdown against the 49ers or whatever, and, you, and then you got the guy, yeah, oh, yeah, I needed that touchdown today. Nope. Nope. Bye. We don't need you. You may need that touchdown. We don't need you. I, I have another one that I think is is it's paramount. Do not ask me to turn on said game. You come over to my house, the game I have on is the game we are watching. <laughs> wow. That's, I, yeah, I, I suppose we would for I some people. I hate that and person. And that's unthinkable that someone well, would do that, but you're right. Hey, man. You're right. Hey, man, can you can you switch it over to Bucks and Dolphins? No. No, I can't. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> are, you having, are you hosting without a red zone? Oh, no. If I, have, if I have red zone on, that's what's on. But if, like, if the Niners are on, I'm watching right. the Niners. Right. But same thing with the red zone. Don't tell me to turn off red zone so that you can watch Patriots and Jets. <laughs> D- and don't ever ask such a question. My TV, my channels. That goes without saying. No, you would you think, think no, so. I, I, I would have thought so. But as you say that, I'm I, I'm reeling from the audacity of some of these people. Yeah. Uh, what do you got, Verlod? Do's or not do's? Mine is just like, yeah, just be chill. Don't be the, do <laughs> That's not. That's fine. That's a great one. Do not, no, no. Like, don't be the super, like, the angry fan. Don't be like, you know, like it's the first quarter and third and seven and it's um, it's a overthrown ball. Oh, how are you going to do this? Uh, What is wrong with you? This is the problem I saw from the very beginning of the season. 
Oh, don't be I saw this before the team did guy, right? No, oh, angry yeah. overreactions. <laughs> angry overreactions are, are not See, to be tolerated. Here's the thing. Like, I say that, but I know that I'm a bad fan <laughs> because I don't have a team and I just root for my fantasy football team. Oh, no. So people get mad at me because I my rooting interests are all over the place. <laughs> Like, I will say, like, for the team, score, score, score. But then they'll, because I've got the wide receiver that just caught the ball. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to the red zone and they're running the ball, I'm just yelling, stop him, get him, get him, tackle him. <laughs> I feel what? like Verlaud would not be invited over, right? Probably not. <laughs> no? Probably, yeah. He would probably come in, look at your rules, go, yeah, I'll see you later. Do not, by any means, come over to my house to watch football empty-handed. Bring something. Ken, yes, you'd think that we wouldn't <laughs> have to have would these rules. Think- but that's the point of rules, right? Like, a lot of them are obvious that you think, like, wow, who would show up empty-handed? Let me tell you something. A lot of people mm-hmm. will show up empty-handed and, to come and watch football. what you bring is dictated to a degree by what time the game is. Right. Um, it's what day of the week it is. You yes. Because you have different games now, games on Mondays and, and have uh, some, Thursdays. Use and a little Sundays. sense, right, when it comes yes. to bringing something. Yes. I like. Mean, can't if, go wrong with a six pack or something typically. Although, of course, for the ten o'clock kickoff on Sunday, I, I don't know. There might be something better. You know, there's a lot of guys that would disagree with you. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I said there might be. Right, but you know what I mean. It's like if it's well, sun- not like the six a.m. kickoff in London, really. Yeah, if it's a six a.m. kickoff in London and you're bringing a twelve pack, like probably like I don't know, maybe stop and get some breakfast pastries or something instead. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Maybe That's bring some. No. No, <laughs> as someone that has to continually watch my favorite team play at has six o'clock to or chooses to eight, to eight o'clock in the morning, you do need a beverage. That the Bloody Mary then or a mimosa? Okay, no problem but with Chris, that. Are you saying like a six pack? If I'm coming over to watch Munchen Gladbach at your house at six a.m. on a Saturday, and I bring a six pack, that's like you're good with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Also, quality of the six pack matters, especially early morning. Like, do not show up with a twelve pack of like Keystone Light. And I will, I will say this: Guinness is like a breakfast. If you have a Guinness, it's like having breakfast in the morning. You know what? Now that you say it, and I put that together, that actually makes like if there was a breakfast beer, it would definitely be Guinness. We're actually making a lot of progress here, learning some things. All right, to be continued, thank you for your input. Um, and this is, again, it's a public service. And I I can't believe, frankly, that we're the only station with the courage to do this. I know. We're good people, that's why. <laughs> uh, we have a story time and the crossover coming up next year. White in Watkins, Sacktown Sports. the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Hey, speaking of Watkins, here he is, Chris Watkins. Oh, yeah, buddy. Good. What's the matter? Good. Nothing. I bet Jay Mars that my mic would be down oh, yeah. when I, uh, <laughs> I when finally I listen. You I have fi- faith in Chris. I finally won something today. Imagine that. <laughs> proud of you. I know. I heard you uh, lost Factor Fantasy. Yeah. All again, part of the same miracle. Yeah. I, I'm taking it up to the uh, Sacktown Sports Supreme Court. Appeal Under protest. Happening. Yes, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Another yeah. result. So Whitey and Watkins today was Whitey and J-Mars, and then you and Gary, Gary Sharp. Sharp. Yes. Yeah. Six. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Second time. Uh, and second it's time not Sharp, Sharp and Waddy, right? We're, that's no, not. That's, what about yeah. Sharpie and Waddy? No, I just. I, maybe Waddy and Sharpie? I, I just don't. I don't know. The Waddy. Sharpkins. That's better. <laughs> that's better. I can, we, I, I can find something around that. Sharpkins isn't bad. 
We were just putting together a, a list here, and I think we're going to need more time for it before we get to story time. Uh, rules that you can have in your den, wherever you watch football, your man cave, wherever. Rules that people that come in to watch have to obey. Yeah. Do you have, would you do you have anything that you could you'd like to add to the list? Things like nobody cares about your fantasy yeah. team. You can't ask who's playing. Uh, you got to bring food. <laughs> you got to bring something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and uh, let's see. What I heard else? Chris say, I, I agree with Chris, just like don't be Mr. Angry, especially oh, yeah. in the first quarter. Mr. Angry overreaction. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like to me that's the most annoying is when I'm just like we're all trying to watch a game here and then it's Mr. Overreact. I think Chris laid it out perfectly, right. like third and seven overthrow and he's just losing his mind yeah. like the team just lost the Super Bowl and it's like but- there's there's three quarters left. Like I <laughs> promise you that that's not going to be the most stressful moment of this game. I had a guy I used to watch games with, like all of our buddies would get <laughs> together if a play wasn't like 10 yards or more it was like a screw up yeah exactly like if it's like yeah. first down rush for four yards what are you even doing yeah it's just you <laughs> gotta let the drive play but out. you had mentioned it within the same voice of overreaction guy it's know-it-all guy sure. it's the yeah. dude i said at the beginning of the year yeah. they shouldn't sign him because he can't do x y yeah. and z if they would have just listened to me. To like kind of merge what way. you're saying yeah. with fantasy oh, guy. I hate dude who's just like, yeah, he's just, I told you, just feed Debo all game long. Bro, and like, I've been saying like, it all season. Yeah. I've been saying it's it all season. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Know-it-all is This is actually becoming it. the guys that you don't want. Right. Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. the rules, but the and guys. Somewhere you know, out there, there's guy, like a guy who just is guy. this. Yes. You know, he's yes. just dude, all of guys these Guys you don't want to invite. And the thing is, because you'd mentioned somebody, you know, we all know those guys, right? Sure. We yeah. all have those friends that we like. We have to invite them over because we kind of feel obligated and you just really hope they don't show up. And then they're at the door. Yeah. I'm kind of, this might not be surprising, but like, I'm very like territorial about who I am. Like I usually enjoy to watch sports by myself or like, it doesn't have to be by myself, but like, like with people that like, you know, my girlfriend can watch with me. Some of my close friends can watch, but like, I don't, I don't like watch parties. Cause like I'm trying to watch the game. Right. You know, I'm sorry, God forbid, I'm trying to watch a game, but, you know, people know. are trying to have fun around No, me. I'm with you. I, I like to watch games either by myself or with select company. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, sometimes we're working somewhere, you know, watch the game with the uh, people at this place. Like, I can't see the game if I have to right. watch. Right. Oh, watching people. in public is the worst. Yeah, don't ask me to go. I love Buffalo Wild Wings. Don't ask me to watch Sunday <laughs> at Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, none of that stuff where it's like over, almost like overstimulation of just everything <laughs> happening and I feel like I end up watching nothing. I'm out. Yeah, no, same. Sorry. Piece. All right, cross that off the yeah. endorsement list. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I love yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings, though, with uh, – never mind. Right. I think we're. Uh, I think we got. I think you got fire wings. Fire you wings, exactly. Twenty-one different well, flavors. They ain't paying me yet. Fire, so, oh, that's true. You know, stop paying. Dave. <laughs> right now, Dave. it's time for story time with Chris Verlaud. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. It's that time of the day where Chris Verlaud gives you the stories that you need to hear, or maybe not. Story time. So this is weird because is Jay our. Jay, are you the guest or is Chris the guest? Oh, that's a good, good question. question. That's a great question. Let's you're have the, Jay decide. You're the head yeah, of the class, know. Whitey. Well, we don't actually have a guest today because Chris has his name on Joe, and then you are the assistant PD, so and you're doing the show. So yeah, we don't really have a guest. Okay, today. so there's no yeah. guest. Yeah. Okay, so you call the shots, Chris. All right, let's go to Rogers, Arkansas. Oh boy. This is courtesy of WREG. That sounds like a really bad radio name. Hey, everybody, it's Rogers, Arkansas. Rogers, Arkansas. (laughs) 
Uh, 50-year-old Charles Eugene Ferris was paid $200 to protect a, quote, asset and follow him into the woods at Hobbs State Park. The pair went out to the woods and met another man around 10 p.m. The man was approached uh, by two men, and a gunfight broke out. Ferris said he was struck six times, but luckily he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Ferris returned fire before driving off with the asset. Ferris said the asset dropped him off at his vehicle before he dumped his weapons and drove himself to Mercy Hospital. It's a pretty unbelievable story, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Two hundred dollars to be to get shot at—that's not enough. Not even close. Well, you guys are good detectives because it was. It wasn't true at all. Ferris, <laughs> Ferris's wife arrived at the hospital a little after her husband had told investigators that uh, told investigators about the stories, and then she told the investigators that her husband and his thirty-six-year-old friend Christopher Hicks both shot each other while <laughs> drinking on the back porch of their home. Oh. Ferris then recanted his initial story and said he made it up to keep Hicks from getting in trouble. Uh, he then told deputies that he had been wearing a bulletproof vest when he asked Hicks to shoot him with a 22 caliber semi-automatic hey, rifle. Hey! The vest stopped the bullet but still hurt and left yeah. a mark on his chest. He then became mad and unloaded the clip in Christopher's back when he put the vest on. Oh, no! Bro, what? <laughs> I got an idea. Hicks, Hicks only suffered bruising from the gunshots. Ferris initially... Vest. Ferris initially told his wife he was fine, but then started complaining about the pain, and she yeah. told him to go to the hospital. Ferris and Hicks are both free on $5,000 bonds. Right. The judge ordered a no-contact order between the two. No, I feel like they got to go to jail. They got to go to jail. What is the sure. actual violation there? Uh, shooting somebody? Shooting probably? a gun. Yeah. Improperly shooting Yeah, shooting <laughs> irresponsibly gun. discharge of weapons. Yes. Like, that's ridiculous. Because like, okay. I don't have a problem. I love how he just turned it, his lie into, like, equalizer four. I it's like, I got not there. <laughs> I got higher. It, like, What's going to happen is, I'm going to make it, we have this action. Yeah, the lie, you shouldn't lie to the police, but other than that, I... I don't know. That's a play on. It's just, hey, if you're at your idiots. house with your yeah, gun, it's just a bunch you. of idiots. You got yeah. a bulletproof vest on. Right, Bro, my guy got for. mad it's at his friend for shooting him and then well, clapped back, like unloaded fair, the clip on to him. To be fair, what else do you got to do in Rogers, Arkansas, I imagine? I guess. Yeah, I guess they were tired of shooting the beer can, so they shot each other or something. That's <laughs> what, what do you guys is. have coming up today? Tons of stuff. I mean, we're going to talk, uh, you know, George Kittle and, and Bosa might miss week one. Going to talk some JaVale McGee stuff. Uh, you know, we're going to talk some some kings of course uh really excited you know? all right and then you and me tomorrow you and i tomorrow yeah and i think that's our only show together all week so uh, i'm yeah. gonna cherish it you're yes, stuck me with too. me on thursday again oh, awesome. and i will be coming back for that crown yeah Good luck. yeah i will be luck. rooting for you yeah thank you he may actually have it you you've won two days in a row now right i know that's two too many show record yeah two <laughs> too many personal record anyway we've got uh gary sharp and chris watkins they're next right here enjoy it Sackdown Sports.